The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Okay, please open your Bibles and to Romans chapter 10, uh, verses 9 through 13. So good afternoon. Uh, so just thankful that a uh, pastor gave me another opportunity to bring the word. It's not the messenger, it's the message. So, um, so today I'm going to discuss uh, the doctrine of lordship salvation and how it is taught in scripture and is evident in the King James Bible. So you might ask why I chose this topic. Um, well, the other day I was kind of just scrolling through YouTube videos and... Um, I came across one that was like, why I left the Catholic Church and became a Baptist. And at the time, I was like, okay, well, it's, you know, I was, I'm always interested in, you know, testimonies like that of why they leave and become Baptists. So I clicked on it and, you know, thinking, okay, well, this is going to be a, a good, you know, testimony. Well, the unfortunate thing was that um, he became a member of a fun, independent fundamental Baptist church and... The more he talked, it was more like, well, you know, we believe in soul winning, um, and they basically slammed um, the idea of lordship salvation. He said, we're definitely not a lordship salvation church. We don't believe lordship salvation. He also denied um, doctrines of grace, you know, which is uh, you know, somewhat common in some of these independent fundamental Baptist churches. And then he talked about how you know, the KJV Bible was the inspired word of God. It was the only version of the Bible that was true, that, um, that everything else was heresy and was satanic. So, so basically what I'm, what I'm up here this, this afternoon is to basically refute some of the things he was saying and to actually use the KJV to do the refuting. So... I mean, this church does use the King James ver Version. Um, we don't believe that the KJV is, is inspired, but that it, but the original manuscripts are inspired, and that the KJV is the, we think it's the best translation of those original manuscripts. So there's a real distinction between saying that the KJV is, is inspired and that, um, and that it's, a, the trans, it's a translation of inspired uh, so, um, so that's what I'm going to do today. So, um, so first, let us go ahead and pray. So, Father, uh, we come to you today, um, and I just ask that you give me strength and wisdom as I bring the message that um, your name would be magnified and your doctrines would be preached properly as, as you have written them in your Bible. And we all ask all of this in your son's name. Amen. So let's go to the book of Romans here, uh, chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. And this passage is very well known and is commonly used as text for salvation in, in Jesus Christ. So let's read. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So first of all, what I want to do is I want to define what the word Lord means. And so I took the Merriam-Webster definition, and there were several different uh, descriptions, but the first two were the ones I was concerned with. So the first one talks about uh, one, that have, one having power and authority over others, or a r- ruler by hereditary right or preeminence of whom service and obedience are due. So to call someone Lord is to call and accept them as a ruler and an authority figure. So in the passage here in verses 9 and in verse 13, the word Lord is used to describe Jesus. So here, Lord is his title, it's his position, but it's not necessarily his name. I mean, his name actually is Jesus, but the word Lord is given as a title. So he is the chief, he is the authority, the ruler. All power and authority is given to, unto him, which is Matthew uh, twenty-eight eighteen, And he is Lord, uh, Jehovah God, and worthy to be worshipped, praised, and per his title, obeyed. So the ones that are claiming that um, Jesus, that want you to accept Jesus as your Savior, but not as your Lord, are fully mistaken because these very passages that they use for salvation do say Lord Jesus in verse 9 and also um, call upon the name of the Lord. So it doesn't say thou shalt confess unto my mouth just plain Jesus and and verse 13 does not say just upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. It actually does say Lord and that is very important because if you're saying Lord you're basically saying that this is a person who has authority and and preeminence over me, and that you are submitting yourself to them. So, um, so now to make the claim that one can be saved by faith in Christ Jesus as Savior only, but not receive him as Lord, is, to, is again to deny his authority over you, and would make Christ simply as a conduit to heaven without ever acknowledging him as your Lord or, or God himself. So, and John has scripture about those who deny Christ as Lord but state they are saved in, in 1 John 1, verses 5 through 10. So, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light and say he is the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us all from, from all sin. But if we ha- say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is unfaithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So, um, and then also in First John Two verses 22 to 25. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, who denieth the Father and the Son. Whoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. He that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Let, therefore, let that therefore abide in you, which ye heard from the beginning. If that which we have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And now this is the... Uh, and this is the promise which he has promised us, even eternal life. 
So it's, it's so you need more than just you know uh, receiving Christ as your Savior. You actually need to receive Him as Lord, and it is only through receiving Him as Lord and and acknowledge Him as, as God that you know to be obeyed that you would receive eternal life. So we want to we and we want to remember that God is a jealous God and demands worship and obedience. So going back to the Old Testament, um, Exodus twenty, which is these are the beginning of the Ten Commandments. And God spake these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them or serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, Again, he's jealous. Visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me. And this is important. And keep my commandments. So again, if you keep his commandments, you're basically saying that he's in charge. So going back to claiming that you could be saved without submitting to Jesus' authority. So let me kind of use an earthly example right now. So... Let's just say that you figure that you told your boss or someone in authority over you that you accepted that, uh, what they had to provide for you, but you did not recognize their authority over you. I doubt it would go over very well. So, boss, you have to pay me, provide me with sick pay, vacation, 401k, and a vast number of other benefits, but I don't have to do as you say. You can't tell me what to do or what not to do. Let's just say that your eternal life denying Jesus' authority would last about as long as your life as an employee of that company. <laughs> so, um, so again, if we're to receive Jesus Christ, we have to receive him as Lord. And, and uh, you just can't get the benefits of salvation without the um, submission to Christ as your Lord. Now, the fundamental Baptist will say that nowhere in the Bible does Jesus state you must repent to be saved. And it's true that this exact phrase is not used, but, uh, but a couple of verses come very close. Uh, Luke 13, 3 and 13, 5, which are actually identical verses, um, read, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. So, and again, this is Jesus talking. This is not anyone else. This is actually Jesus speaking. Because um, one of the things that they do talk about is that Jesus never said to repent. You know, that's all Old Testament, and that New Testament is all about love and, and grace. But Jesus here says that um, if, if you do accept ye repent, you will perish. And, of course, we understand perish means you're going to die and go to hell. So another claim that they make is that they state that two of the famous, most famous verses of the Bible do not mention repentance to be saved. So, so they reference John 3.16 and then Acts 16.30 and 31. So, uh, of course, John 3.16, we probably all could probably even repeat it without even reading it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in Acts 16, 30 and 31, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And by the way, this is talking about uh, 
the Philippi jailer. That's what this is referring to. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. But actually, if you just go a few verses beyond those scriptures that I just made, you'll realize that um, repentance is part is necessary. So, so going back to John, in John 3, verses 18 to 21, starting in verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the Holy Begotten Son of God. <coughs> and this is the condemnation, that light is come unto the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. For everyone who doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light. So, so this is specifically saying that, you know, they're not coming to the light if they uh, do not repent, because they love evil. Lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So this passage makes clear that a person cannot continue to walk in darkness and do evil and yet avoid condemnation. Either you walk in the light and receive light, or you walk in darkness and receive condemnation. And then in Acts 16, um, again, where it talked about, um, you know, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. So in verse 31, so the very next verse, 32, And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And they took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all of his, straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all of his house. So here, Paulus and Silas are speaking additional words to the uh, jailer. It's not just that one sentence that says, you must believe um, uh, in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. It actually, you know, says that they spoke... Um, unto him the word of the, of the Lord. So that is a, the full gospel. That's not just that one sentence. You must you know, receive Jesus. It's explaining exactly what the gospel is. So, um, so he heard the full gospel and was believed and baptized. And the fact that he set me to before them and rejoiced showed a change in him. That before he was saved, he would have never brought these men to his house or fed them, rejoicing. So he... he he demonstrated a new attitude, a new life, a new nature. A complete change in him. Now, in our men's study groups for Wednesday nights, uh, we've actually been um, studying Romans, and we recently got to the end of chapter 5, and we're starting into chapter 6. But in chapter 5, verses um, 2, well, let's go to chapter 5 of Romans. This should be just a few pages back from chapter 10. And let's start at verses 20, well, verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so my grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So now, so some churches do teach that since grace is greater than sin, we can continue in sin, and that the grace keeps us saved, as grace defeats sin. And but uh, that absolutely is not the correct interpretation. So, because Paul actually counters that at the beginning of chapter six. So, starting in verse one, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. And actually that underlined those, that last part. Henceforth we shall not serve sin. So, so when we receive Christ as Savior, we are actually um, told to um, be like Christ. So in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and again these are very familiar verses to us, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And that ye be not conformed to this world, but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye might prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, you notice here in verse 1, it talks about being holy and being acceptable unto God. And then in verse 2, uh, you're to be not conformed to the world, but transformed, renewing of your mind. So again, that is speaking of the new nature, being a new creature in Jesus Christ when you're saved, and that you might be what is good and acceptable. So basically, if you love darkness in the world, you are not of God. So um, here we go to 1 John two fifteen to 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And, uh, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So again, it is very, you know, and this is showing that uh, we are supposed to be different once we're saved. We're not supposed to um, have the love of the world and, and be attracted to those things that are of the world, but we are to uh, uh, turn our attention to Jesus Christ and, and what is taught in the Bible and you know, live our lives as pleasing to him. So the fundamentalist Baptists will claim we add repentance to the gospel, not that it is already part of the gospel, but we have countered that claim. So again, Lord, you know, we believe in Lordship salvation, that receiving Christ is, is both as Lord and Savior, not just as Savior. That you cannot, you cannot receive the benefits of salvation without, without becoming um, a child of God and obedient to him. And if you do not act like you're um, a child of God, if you continue in your old ways and you continue to sin and there's no change in your life, that basically is evidence that you're not even saved. There's no such thing as carnal Christians that people tend to think. 
So the United claim I want to uh, say that um, the fundamental Baptist church seems to deny is the doctrines of grace. So, um, of course, the biggest um, thing that they claim that we uh, preach, which actually is not the case, is that we actually uh, didn't preach that salvation is denied to um, people and that we b believe that elect well, election is to both to salvation and to damnation and that we believe people are elected to go to hell. And that is not the case at all. So uh, election is always po presented positive. And the truth is, is that without Jesus Christ in salvation, we would all be going to hell. There is none that, uh, that are righteous. In fact, we'll get to that in a moment. So from the fall of men, all men are already condemned and on their way to hell. So John, again, John three eighteen. He that believeth on him is not, is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. And again, I underlined already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. So, um, our, the default status of all men is, you know, you're fallen and you're going to hell. God doesn't need to do anything to prevent you from going to hell, because you're already there. The election is actually change, regenerating your stony heart in order to um, bring you to salvation. So, and no person is falsely sent to hell due to their actions. So, again, Romans 3, 10 through 18, or, or this is the part I just brought up a moment ago. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They have all gone out of their way. They have together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throats is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are, their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the, peace of, the way of peace they have not known, and there is no fear of God in their eyes. So it is only through God's grace by election that a person is saved and on their way to heaven, for we have all sinned. Election, again, is always positive, and the Bible states that any man that is saved only by his good pleasure. So there's nothing we can do on our own to be saved. It is all God. He's the one who brings us to repentance and faith. He's the one who then turns around and, and saves us. So, um, And, of course, we are used as... Uh, as to spread the gospel, we are used as messengers of the gospel. That is our purpose, but, um, but God does the saving. We don't do the saving. And not, and not only does we do not do the saving, but to be saved yourself, you do not save yourself either. You, God saves you. So, um, and of course, this is explained in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. So, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So here it says that we were chosen in him before the foundation. So, long before we were ever born, God chose us. That is election. There's nothing that we use in order to determine uh, if we were, if we are part of the elect, 
having predestined us, predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. So how does God determine um, who gets elected and who doesn't? It's by the pleasure of his will. And again, it's not that he chooses people not to be saved. It's that everyone is not saved until he decides that they are, or he made the, de- or he made the determination that they are. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, for whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him that worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be, in, should be to the praise of, the, of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom we have also trusted after that we have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom... Also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So this clearly states that, you know, that election is in the Bible and explains that it's through God's pleasure, his will of um, those that he chooses for election. It's not anything that we do. It's not... You know, any seed that exists in us that uh, brings us to salvation, it's, it's tr- strictly God. It's strictly um, those that he elected before the foundations of the world. So we weren't around. There was no seed that was, you know, germinated by, um, to bring us to salvation. It is all through the Holy Spirit to the quickening. So, um, and... When I get to Ephesians 2, that'll kind of explain the actual uh, salvation part. So the fundamentalists will use Second Peter 3, verse 9, as proof against election, and that, that person, and that any person can be saved by the gospel. So that verse says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards, to, to usward, not willing that any should perish, but they should all come to repentance. So, Part is true that any person can be saved, but that is if their heart was changed through regeneration by the Holy Spirit and if they repent and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The thing is, we do not know, you know, ourselves who, are the, who the elect are, and that's part, one of the reasons why we are told to spread the gospel to every creature is because we have no way of knowing who, who will be saved. So our responsibility is to go out and, and tell everybody, and God will take care of the rest as far as, you know, to bring those whom he elected to salvation. So, uh, but careful reading of this passage will refer to a few things. One, it talks about his promise. Uh, Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Well, who's the promise to? It's not to all, all men. The promise is to those that are saved. So, so when he says his promise, he's talking to saved people. As some men count slackness, but his long-suffering is to usward. So again, he's talking about us. So he's not talking about all men. He's talking about those that he's writing to, which is the church. 
not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So what he's saying in this passage is that all of them that he's chosen to salvation, anyone who is saved will not perish, and he's not slacked, but but all will all will repent. So if they're elected, they will repent. It's it's a surety. So um, and again, God decides who the elect are, not us. So after God elects us, He saves us in due time through preaching of the gospel by a witness. So Ephesians two, verses one through ten, and you hath He quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, whereas time past ye walked according to the course of His world, according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we all have had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, therefore he loved us, even though we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. And quickened here means to be made alive, so this is another word for regeneration, that, we, that our spirit, who, who we were in dead in Christ, are now made alive. So he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." And this is very important, not, not by works, lest any man should boast. And those works include, um, you know, anything that um, the, you know, many of the churches that claim that you need to work, you know, to do works to receive salvation or work towards your salvation. But also, you know, it's not even like your decision, you know, outside of God to, to be saved or so we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained, and again I underline before ordained, that we should walk in them. And then also an, another section here that's very uh, important is John 17. It's filled with references that God elected men to salvation, and not by our own decision. For God gave the elect to Christ, and he knew who, who would be saved, as it was his decision for his good will. Look at these scriptures where Christ is praying to his Father and refers to the saved as those that were given to him. And it says that they were given to him. It doesn't say that they chose him. So it is the Father giving the, those that, are of these, that were saved to Jesus Christ. It's not us making the, the choice to be saved and therefore becoming part of Jesus Christ. The decision... It rests in God the Father of who the who those are to be saved. So starting in um, verse 9, I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them whom thou hast given me, for they are mine. Verse 10, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Again, those who are given me. And then verse 24. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. 
boy, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm going to be done here pretty quick. So, For the fundamental Baptist to deny election or Lord's salvation is to ignore several major passages of the Bible, of which KJB, KJV is true. So, of course, they come back and say, well, you know, the most important thing is to, is to soul, win, soul winning, spreading the gospel. And, in fact, that is the Great Commission. I mean, we do not deny that, you know, bringing people to Christ is very important. But the thing is, we have to teach the complete and true gospel, not a watered-down version that denies repentance as being a necessary part of salvation. So, soul winning is more important than getting a, a person to say that they want to go to heaven which I think pretty much everyone does, and then, and then just to say a sinner's prayer and then be announced that you're saved. Um, true salvation is much more than that. The convert must be willing to give up all and to follow Jesus as, as both Lord and Savior. And, of course, an example of this is to look at the story of the rich ru young ruler. So in Matthew 19, verses 16 to 22, and behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing should I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep, thy, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell what thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard these things, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So again, the story, this story is that, you know, here's a person who wanted to be, receive the gifts of salvation, have eternal life, but he was not willing to give up everything for that. And when you receive Christ as Savior and you, and you claim that Jesus is your Lord, do give up everything for him. And it's only through, you know, the gift of God that, you know, you will continue to or could continue to have, you know, the blessings of him given to you, you know, maybe a nice house, nice job, but, you know, it's not of you. It's of what God has given to you. Um, nobody, nobody, uh, especially those that are saved, you know, has anything other than what God is willing to give them. Um, sometimes it's for good, and sometimes it's for evil if they're not saved. So, again, you must be born... And again, this is, so in John chapter 3, and this is the conversation with Nicodemus, starting in verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto ye, unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, and then, of course, it says to turn away from sin. So, as Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, this is John 8, verse 11. And she said, no man, Lord, this is referring to, you know, when Christ, Jesus said to her, you know, what man accuses you? And, you know, they had all ran off after Jesus had basically rebuked them. And she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee, go and here's the important part, and sin no more. 
So to be truly saved, you must come to Jesus both as your Lord and Savior, both trusting in him to take you to heaven and also you need to turn away from sin. So repentance and faith go together as two sides of a coin. You cannot be saved without both because they are gifts of God after he has regenerated your dead soul and given you new life. So what you need to do is if you're not saved is you need to turn away from sin, repent, and place your trust in Jesus Christ to save your wicked soul and he will then give you eternal life. So let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for this message tonight, Lord, and I just pray that um, what was spoken to tonight would uh, reach somebody's heart, and if they do not know Jesus Christ as Savior, that they would understand the need of salvation, that they would need to uh, repent of their both repent of their sins, and uh, trusting Jesus to take them to heaven. That is only both parts that uh, one is truly uh, saved uh, when they believe both parts, Lord. And we ask this all in, in your son's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronan Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.